What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers Cog, a weekly podcast that follows the exploits of a mismatched group of adventurers on the steam-powered world of Cog. Hello, I'm Reggie, and I'm playing Luca Lu, a level 5 warlock with just a splash of fighter. Luca is a forged who uses the demons of his past to battle everyday evil where he finds it. I'm Callie. I play Nova, the forged barbarian and oathbreaker paladin who learned a secret of the forged and will not rest until all the forged are freed. I'm Nathan. I'm playing Darvin Sianadel, the half-elven sorcerer from the Moonbrook Market in Hollum. Hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Sabin Hawksley, the halfling rogue who is also a gunslinger. He's also known as Big Juice. Last we left our friends, they had just accepted a group from a goblin named Haversack who was willing to pay the group to kill his ex-master deep in the Echo Forest. Problem is, the Echo Forest is named as such for its piercing ringing, which drives anyone who stays within its forest walls mad. The group's forge needed a way to protect their hearing, and so they turned to a local ritualist named Lexter to help them through arcane means. He was willing to do so in exchange for a favor at a later date. We return now as the group finds a way to kill time while Lexter works his ways. If you love what you hear and want to listen to the next episode, go for it. I uploaded the first three episodes right away, so go ahead and binge. Please let me know what you think by either hitting me up on Twitter at WorldWalkersPod or leaving us a review on iTunes. So, here's the second episode of WorldWalkers Cog. Secrets are like guns. So, do y'all remember where you last left off? No. Uh, yeah, we're, we were wheeling and dealing with the old guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. crazy, uh, crazy, crazy wild-eyed scientist. Lexter. Yeah, so he was going to spend about an hour doing some research. Wanted you to come back. In the meantime, what are you doing to kill that time? Nothing. We can just kind of move on, or is there something you want to cover? Because right now, you watch as in the corner, Haversack is devouring this. <laughs> bready cheesy ball of mistake that someone bought him. Yeah, I'll take him around. We should show uh, Haversack around town. Should we? Yeah, why not? You go we- right ahead. Hey, yo, Haversack. Yeah. It's Mosey. Let's go check our, uh, let's take a look around town. <clears throat> it's really good. Isn't <laughs> it, though? It's really good. We want more. Are you still hungry? What do you mean? <laughs> I like it. Let's go. Let's get some more. <laughs> yeah. Gets up and scampers off with you. All right. We'll go get some shrimp. All right. The rest of you? I'm just hanging until it's time. Not raining or anything outside? No. I will go shopping in this area to shop in. Just window shopping? You're looking for something specific? I am not looking for anything in specific, but I am in the mood to buy something. There's a lot of carts that are allowed to set up. The streets in the merchant district are wide, and the, and the market district are wide, and so there's a lot of kind of on the go. Like in the same way that like food carts can be found peppering big cities, same thing for the uh, market district where it's peppered with kind of propped up shops constantly trying to wheel and deal and trying to excite you with new and wondrous things. Again, like Follis is interesting because it's the farthest city away. But it also was left fairly untouched from the war. So it kind of prospered and built itself up in a very uh, 
fast and efficient way because of all this and because of the fact that air travel is so easy on the world of cog it's a very popular destination for all kinds of things like shoppers adventurers like yourselves uh, so as you explore you can kind of find a lot of times like they might have like weapon uh, vendors but they've decorated the weapons they've made them a little bit more elegant or interesting or chaotic looking a lot of different styles to match your interests um yeah i'll uh i'm not so much interested in the weapons but i think um yeah i'll look for like um fancy jewelry mm-hmm. and styles i haven't seen uh same thing with clothes um as for fanciful jewelry you would find someone that has a booth called the occult special okay and they seem to deal with designs that are uh, inspired by the flats you don't know if they're actually from the flats or not but in your journey uh to kind of discover your magical self mm-hmm. as you traveled out into the remnants of the magical kingdom of kadim mm-hmm. you would have seen similar styles i think if they have something really nice i would probably buy it just so i could wear it and show it off for a little while but uh if it's nothing really out of the ordinary or eye-catching then maybe not it's interesting <clears throat> but this is not the finest stuff you've seen before. You oh, could probably... Yeah, I'll leave it alone then. Yep. And then Nova. Just wander around, maybe kind of meander towards weapons, but not. she's not really looking for anything particular, just kind of killing time. Yeah, so as you're kind of perusing one of the local uh, weapon vendors... Someone is also looking through, and they've kind of they've picked up a nice broadsword. They're checking it out. They look over... And they say uh, they've got kind of a long, shaggy, blonde hair kind of falls in their face. They've got a monocle and they have one kind of decorative shoulder pad. And then they have a long uh, cape that kind of falls all around them. And they seem to have a small collection of vials and kind of round bulbous kind of almost what we could hold potions, maybe. And it looks up at you and he says, excuse me, do I do I know you? No. Mm, yeah, Dormanir. Dormanir, you're one of you're one of Dormanir's. No. No, 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 no. I've seen you. No. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> Nova. Yes, Nova. And he kind of straightens up and turns around. and He's like, "Well, you've been missing for a little bit now." think you've got the wrong person and i start to walk away <laughs> no 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 you're nova you where are you going away and he kind of starts to follow behind you goes no 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 i know this you you're one of the awakened do, you, do i know what that means you've never heard that term before the what he says the awakened one of the um war machines that actually understands its purpose hmm <laughs> It's one you're, of the what? It's fucked up. He says you're serving the no. Empire. No, 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 you're with. No, you are Nova, correct? Just stare at him. Maybe you're not awakened. Do you not know your name? Do I recognize this guy at all? No, but his attire, like especially that, that shoulder pad, he might. You have seen that kind of style um, in the uh, military kingdom of Dormanir. That shoulder pad would denote a military rank, not a high one. I think you're mistaken. Mm, I must be. Well, that's too bad. There's 
that Nova is sorely missed. Do you speak to other people like you? Other forged? Well, people, forged, whatever, but yeah. Occasionally. Is there a way that you could communicate to the other ones like you that we're hoping to reacquaint ourselves with one of your awakened? I make no promises. That's probably fair. Like, because you don't understand the concept or because it's not in your training? Are we done here? Well, I don't know. Do you understand what I'm asking you? Yes. Oh, well then, great. Yes. Good. And I walk away. Thank you. <laughs> and he wanders away, too. And a couple people in the area, their ears kind of perk up and they seem a little nervous because... Uh, the people of Follis, uh, Follis is known for having, as I said, I said previously, they did not get involved in the war that kind of rocked the rest of Cog, and that's why they were able to prosper. Um, so the people here do not like to hear about places such as Dormineer. Dormineer, there's always two sides to every uh, history lesson, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dormineer maintains that the kingdom of Kadim withheld all of the magical secrets and was kind of a ticking time bomb and they're the ones that started the mages war but to those who don't align themselves with Dormineer it was very much the opinion that Dormineer was the one that escalated and in some cases created the the turmoil that led to the mages war Dormineer is very much a military kingdom that is very much about uh, honor and rank and service they don't have, for instance, uh, free speech. Mm-hmm. They have venues and times when you're allowed to voice your opinion, but they maintain a very rigid but uh, peaceful existence through strict uh, lawmaking and enforcement. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you kind of wander off. <laughs> so within an hour's time, you make your way back to the shop. And kind of wander in, and Lexter has a whole pile of books around him. A lot of them are really old. And as uh, you look up, he's got a set of spectacles that kind of sit on his nose. Uh, They don't have any kind of ears on them. And then he looks at you, and he wrinkles, and he sniffs, and he lets the spectacles roll down his face a little bit and grabs them. And he goes, you're just in time. Good. Great. He stands up, and he goes, and then he clears his throat. And he says, uh, anyway, so you, um, I'm very happy to see you again. I'm glad that you came back. Uh, perception, which everyone's uh, passive perception. 12. 14. 10. 6 plus 2. Oh, 8. It's 18. 18. So uh, you pick up right away. It's kind of weird. Did you notice it? Yeah, his voice is different. His, yeah. his speaking pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he says... Um, I was going to ask, because last time we, when we interacted with him, we got a notice check. I was going to ask if we got another notice check if we're wary about him. No notice check for being wary. Like, no. Well, something seemed off about him before. That's right. the This, okay, this seems off about him now. Okay. 14 yeah. would probably do it, too, especially if you're already a little aware. Okay. Um, but he says, I'm glad you came back. So I was able to do a bit of work, and I believe that I could properly, with your permission, properly inscribe the runes to uh, give you a bit of control over your your hearing, your senses. Could you explain 
Um, sure. Well, there's a series of runes from my training, my understanding, uh, that I believe that lace the, the inner workings of the forged mm. and being able to further inscribe in there if the reading that I'm doing uh, is Can I? accurate, I, I should be able to further modify. P. Can I roll perception and see if, see if I see his um, flats ring? Or some sort of identifier that he's from the flats? Kind of like how he has his ring? Sure. I wouldn't... Yeah, yeah. Uh, 20. 20? Nope. I wanted to do an arcana check to see if... I, like, Because I, I spent a lot of time in the flats yeah. learning, so... Like, is this... Have I ever heard of what he's talking about? You don't have to roll. What's your passive? A lot of times, like, unless you're in the heat of a moment, we're not going to try uh, to roll. If it was arcana, then yeah. it's like a 18... 18 sounds legit yeah um the way that the forge were constructed was through a, a series of magical runes that bound them together those runes were laced on the inside of the armor so that people could not strike the runes and shatter them okay in that way they're much more similar to organs than you might initially is think. that what he's talking about yeah. doing then like mm -hmm. taking their head off and, and putting runes inside of them he hasn't said how he's going to get in there but he's basically talking about adjusting the runes or maybe even adding some if his readings are correct, if his research is correct to provide that. So, I have a question, sir. Sure. I, before, I, before I ask this, P, um, every person I run, I run into that's, ha that's had magical capabilities has had that ring or some sort of... No. No. no, not a ring, but like a bracer or a necklace. No, oh, I don't ask it then. Okay, I'll just keep a note of it because right, right. you're, you're asking if you you have magical ability, you're probably from the flats, right? Huh, yeah, it's a worthwhile assumption, certainly, but um, no, it's not always the case. Not everybody goes to the flats for training. For instance, I believe he would know enough about you, right, to know that. Um, for well, I think you had said earlier previously. I don't remember. Well, I, he, I mean, he went for training. Yeah, so Darwin, you know, discovered magical ability and then went to the flats for training. Yeah. But didn't have to go. You could roll an insight check, though. I do feel like we should be wary of this saying, guy. I don't I'm know how you guys feel about it, but I don't, really, yeah, I don't really like the idea of him drawing on the inside of you. Yeah, I want, I'll roll insight, too. Just 22. Because. Oh, well, then we're giving him insight based on what he's at his line Wait, of question. I want to know. 22. <laughs> but if he's old. He's from the flats. Oh, or pre-war. Before the flats, bro. He oh, said if he's yeah. old, yeah. He could have been pre-war, yeah. Because you have, like, keep in mind that was like 35 years ago when all of that started. Yeah, so he's. So he could have just been he's yeah, the, war, so the war ended 25 yeah. years ago. Yeah, he may have been a young man when it all started. Yeah. But. Can I interrupt for a moment, sir? Well, certainly. Something, something's bothering me. Or just, how old are you? How old am I? Well, I, when he looks around, that's a that's an awkward question. I'm just curious because you're all the way over here in Fallis. Yes. And you had to have been there, in some degree, alive at least, when Kadim fell. Why would I have had to been there? I'm not saying physically, but you were alive. <laughs> well, yes, I was. So I, why here instead of staying at the flats? I, I've never been to the flats. Inside check. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Ten. 
Luca's like, uh, Luca's now like, you have no reason to disbelieve him. Like, <laughs> why are we going into something's not adding up here? That he has magic earlier when we came in a few minutes ago, he had a completely t- uh, different voice or at least tone of voice. Second, this guy's been around since the beginning. When I'm you not guys, that old. when you and Nova were probably created, I I don't want to sound crazy, but I don't know something. Something about this just feels weird. You didn't have an old man voice when we came Agreed. in. I was excited to see you, certainly, but, but I don't. I've never know. been excited too, but I've never. I never sounded like a ten-year-old. I, I can't speak to that. I don't know. And you don't even have your. Oh, you've never been to the flats. So you wouldn't have a flats ring. And then um, Haversack kind of walks forward and he goes, "Look, it's okay." And he kind of like walks over to Lexter and he's like, "It's fine. I have secrets too, and secrets are really fun, and knowledge is power." And secrets are like guns. Yes. And he takes a step back. Luca. He just kind of nods. He's like, secrets are dangerous. Luca kind of something. Don't draw lines for him. Clicks for him for a second. And he says, oh, you're not a doppel, are you? Not that that's a problem. I've No, I'm not a doppel. No, uh, no I'm looking at the old man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. You sure? I, you pre- sure? Pre- pretty. I mean. Then what's with the voice thing he was talking about? Well, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. It. I guess uh, I, I just feel like I don't know why it would matter for us if he's going to help us with what we need helping with. Well, why are we giving him the third degree? Because well, now we owe him a favor. We need I, to make I mean, sure he's What if we us? get more degrees? It could get really messy in here. We, I'm just we worried. We take on jobs all the time. I'm just worried because he's going to he's gonna have to do something with your makeup. Shouldn't that be for me to decide if it makes me uncomfortable or not? It is. Fine. Are you comfortable? Oh, yeah. Do your worst, old man. (laughs) Not entirely. Well, we got one on board. You got the easy one. (laughs) Okay, well, if you don't mind. Luca pats him on the shoulder and he's like... Not not hard. He'll pat him very, very smash. Yeah, he uses the small the small arm. <laughs> I forgot little, about the oversized arm. hand. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so he'll pat him on the shoulder and he says, "Listen, we're entering into an agreement together, and I trust you. So, thank you. No need to feel uncomfortable with me. I like to think that we're friends now. Oh, I'd like to think that too." I'm looking around the, out to shake. I'm looking around the entire place like I'm just something this guy does not fucking seem legit to me. I, can I try to intimidate him? You can, yeah. And I just want to like lean in real close to his face. If you do something to him, that's not what you say. I just point to my axe. And lean back. He just kind of nods. Oh, you sure? I don't know. Lucas says, oh, don't mind her. That's just Nova. That's just the way she is. She's very protective of her friends. Oh, that's, that's a good trait to have. I agree. Hey, like, he pats you, but with the big arm. I'm not <laughs> like, even looking at you. I'm just glaring at him. Like, like, on, on his back, or your back, like, oh, 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 thanks, Nova. I'm really glad I found all you guys. You, 
seem like such good friends. <laughs> I can't wait to be friends too. See, I'm taking a, I'm taking a uh, eyeful of the shop. I'm gonna see what he's got going on. All right. I mean, it looks pretty standard. Like as I described before, um, there's some bookshelves filled with books, collection of tomes and literature, but it's not a lot here. So we're going to wait for one of these procedures to happen? Or well, what do we do about you then? We're still... We wait and see. I'm already ready. He's Luca's just waiting for you guys to do whatever. I shall begin with you. And so kind of makes his way over to you, and he says, uh, do you mind sitting in a chair, perhaps? Yeah, Luca, sit down. Yep. And so then he goes into the back, and he comes really back out. I really want to watch him. Yeah, yeah. He comes back out with a series, uh, with a, collect- a small collection of bags, and he puts them out kind of in a certain order, and he stops and thinks, and then rearranges them, tries to get them exactly where he wants them. And then from there, he takes a small granite bowl and he puts that out as well. And it's a very shallow bowl. It's kind of curved at the edge, but it's almost a plate once you get to the middle. He puts that there. And then he says, uh, I'm only going to give you, we're only going to be able to give you a certain amount of control. I'll be able to allow you to essentially no longer here or here. You won't have finesse with this just so you know that's okay anything that gets us on the road and gets us where we're going sure. I, I think I'll make do with what you can do okay so he walks over and first thing he does is he grabs a small rock and then he scratches the bowl and he starts putting a pattern in there and it takes a little bit of time and he has to slowly work and scratch scratch and scratch but eventually he puts a small circle with a small series of runes in the middle and then he reaches into one of the pouches and he takes out this kind of like a thick reddish almost like volcanic rock looking substance and he slowly traces the runic pattern in the bowl and he holds his hand over it and he closes his eyes and he mummers some words and then his fingers start to kind of twitch. And you, anyone with any kind of magical training would recognize this as the semantic components of some sort of ritual casting. Mm-hmm. And once he's done with the kind of delicate twitchings of his finger, the volcanic ashy substance burns into the bowl and then sinks those runes a little deep into them so they can actually hold something. From there, he starts to pull a small series of rocks out, uh, quartz, and a couple other delicate kind of sands and starts to lace the runes, place the quartz in certain places. And then once he's done with all that, he thinks for a second, he goes to the back, he comes back out with a small little tuning fork. And then he kind of causes a little bit of ringing in each of the quartz. And then he waves his hand over it and snaps his fingers. And the little bit of ringing and the echoing that was going on stops. And then he looks to you and he says, are you ready? Yes, sir. And then kind of puts his hand over it, a couple more twitches, and then he lets his sleeve fall over his hand and then slams his hand on the bowl and picks it up and the rune is gone. The bowl looks untouched. It's completely uh, untampered with. And then he nods and says, well, that's it. 
It should work. I'll, uh, I don't know, kind of, he has like a quiet introspection, tries to like turn off the volume, I guess. Yeah, just kind of close everyone out. You can see him mouthing at you, like trying to move, his, like trying to get your attention, but you cannot hear him. I think it's working. <laughs> I can't hear anything. And you can all hear that. It should be working, and he's extremely loud. He's usually <laughs> loud, but I do think it's working. What? <laughs> I'll try to turn the volume back on. <laughs> it's not so much turning the volume back on. It's kind of allowing the world to come back in Heard. through that sense. Okay. Yeah. And when it does, it's not like a loud rush. It's almost like it's like... Well, that certainly is an interesting sensation. Uh, thank you very much. It's no problem. So he looks at me and says, uh, Are you interested in the same procedure? All right. Once again, performs the ritual. Takes some time. Um, let's see. Passive perception, 18 and 14, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Give me an arcana check, either one of you. Bastard. 15. One. Oh, jeez. Plus um, two. Plus one, so two. For a brief second, it's almost like something catches your eye, but you're, maybe you're, you're getting paranoid. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're really just kind of like falling into this rabbit hole. Ate too but much of them corn dogs. For Darwin, it might not be super interesting, but it's just the runic pattern's a little different. Just a touch different, little. It looks fairly similar, and maybe you don't know the ritual well enough, but it looks like a slight alteration. But Nikki's concentrating. Volcanic ash. Sleeve over the hand. Hang on. Yes? Yeah. Why is it different now? What do you mean? The same reason that Nova is different from Luca. I don't understand. We can't perform the exact same ritual for every person, I would assume. It would only be the same ritual if all forged were the same, simply machines. Well, that makes sense. Mm, no. It plays. <laughs> Doesn't sound right, does it? It's not, it's not right, but it depends on the type of magic that he's using. I don't because, know. I mean, okay, so out of game for a second. Like, realistically, if he's a wizard, he's casting the spell the same fucking way right. every day for the last 25 years, period. Mm hmm. So unless he's a druid where her feelings might come into play somehow, <laughs> there's no fucking reason for the spell to be different now. If we're talking out of game, when it comes to rune magic, that is not true. Because when you use, uh, when you bring people into the equation of casting ritual type spells, you have to uh, change for the name and stuff like that. Things like that have to matter. It's the same reason you can't bind demons quite so easily without having bits and pieces of their name added to the ritual, but even though it's a binding spell, the binding spell is different every time you bind a different demon. Even if you were calling from the same kind of uh, really? school of demon. Okay. Yeah. I suppose that is a legit enough point. Because that's, that's one of the things in movies and books that demons are always looking for. When they're looking around the circle, they're checking to see if the wizard is powerful enough to have done everything right because if they find an inch i see what you're saying but i think the part that i'm having trouble with is he's not like i don't remember him asking either one of you your name that's i don't see any reason for this spell to be different this on the second casting 
Well, that was just me using demons as an no, example. No, I, I think, I think yeah, it's yeah. a fair point, yeah. but I don't think that that holds up. Like, Although you have a good point, I don't think that's the exception to the rule right now. Okay, so I guess with my arcane knowledge being what it is, is his seemingly weak explanation... Is that passable? Like, does Darwin buy that? I don't buy that, but I'm a suspicious player by nature. All right. It holds water. God damn it. Fine. How do you... How do you know to make the rune different? How do you know what kind to use? What, what do you mean? You said not all forged are the same, so you have to change it. How do you know which kind uh, of use? Based on the research I was doing before no, you I, came I'm in. I'm throwing intimidation out. Intimidation? Yeah. Okay. And I'll throw, I'll hold, peel back the coat so that my uh, gun's showing. Yeah. And I'll be like, if you fuck us on this. Can I help with there this? There is no power <laughs> sure. on this planet that's going to save you from a bull, from a body full of lead. Jesus. Well, since uh, one's not an automatic fail. Um. <laughs> Did you roll one again? I rolled a fucking one. Okay, I'm going to help on this, though. Like, yeah, okay. I'm, Does I'm, like, roll an intimidation my, check. Yeah. What are you saying? And you can give him advantage. I, I, yeah, I'm, I was, uh, yeah. I'm like, roll, reaching towards my axe again. Like, I told you before. What would happen? Advantage. Thank God. Oh, that's way spicier. Um, <laughs> 14. And he just kind of... He kind of holds his ground a little bit and he's like I'm asking you for help I wouldn't screw you over as you're insinuating when I need your help later on I don't buy it because I know how to run a con and this smells like a con Lucas scratching his head and he's like <laughs> but I feel fine yeah you feel fine yours is different how do I know I'm not, you're not trying to do something to control me. And he kind of, he kind of like slams his fist and he goes, "Because I have books that inform me that I need to do it this way." And he points to one of the books and looks. He looks like he was hesitant to show you those books. Like he's like, "Because I have these books." I'll and go look. They show. And he's like, "I." But then he's not going to try to stop. Yeah. So give. Well, what's your your basic arcana again? It's like eighteen, sixteen. Well, 18? I my skills are five, so if it's fifteen. So you walk up and you kind of look at the book. And with your arcana, uh, with your knowledge in such uh, matters, flipping through it, this is an old tome. If you were crazy, you would believe this was from Kadim. So that is that's like a legitimate claim. If he's saying that he's got this book that can actually inform him a little bit. Okay. Because it's a book that talks about forged construction and theory. Okay. Uh, Luca like looks at you, Nova, and he's like, "And there are no books, sure, on forged construction and theory. The forged, for those that don't know, were constructed as war machines for the kingdom of Kadim. To they were the final instrument of war to try to uh, defeat and put an end to the uh, kingdom of Dormanir." They were becoming more and more frightened at the power that was amassing in Dormanir, the weapons that were coming out of Dormanir. So they constructed these war machines to basically raise battlefields. And he has a book on the construction of the forged. Hmm. Okay. Are you telling me this at all? No, I'm going to keep that one to myself right now. Uh, Luca looks at you, Nova, and he says, look at me, Nova. Look at me. 
I would never let anybody get control of you. And like he says this and the light in his eyes dims. It's like almost shines like a little bit dark. And you guys know, like you've seen him fight and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like, he's serious. He's, he's telling the truth on this. That's darkness. <laughs> that means that he's pulling from the core of his soul. Like how the hell Haversack knows this is ridiculous. It. That's He's got the good insight. <laughs> Fine. Thank you. And then with that sleeve over the hand, slams the table, and now pulls blind. his hand away, and I'm a slave. the rune's gone, and he says, you have the ability to not hear me anymore. Turn it off. <laughs> Silence. Oh, wait. Turn it back on. Well, so... And again, that sensation, um, if you were wondering if turning on, quote-unquote, the sound mm-hmm. would be like a large rush, a pop, yeah. it's not... It, there's a bit of a... It's almost pleasant, and then it's kind of... It's filling the air again. So, like, it was done with a little bit of skill. Maybe... Forgive me, but Luca would not be sharp enough to catch on that. <laughs> <laughs> but this was done with... A little bit of uh, elegance. Well, thank you very much. Uh, can I get your name? Le- Lexter. Lexter. Very nice to meet you, Lexter. I'm yeah. Lou. Okay. Well, um, good luck. Oh, yeah. I guess we better get on out of here. Yeah, we'll be back. So we can- I don't remember what we're doing. <laughs> we're going to go we kill, kill your bugbear bug guy. Bear? Your former slave master. Yeah. <laughs> I love him so much. Yes, we are. <laughs> Come on, little buddy. Let's get us on out. Yeah. We'll be back to settle accounts after we take care of the shop. I, I hope so. Oh, we were doing okay. a favor, right? We didn't have to pay? Right. Okay. Yeah. And he goes and kind of sits down and just looks like he lets a lot of weight <laughs> off of his shoulders. We just threatened yeah, him the, like three times. All the intimidation. Yeah, we're, we're really bad friends. <laughs> but I fan the hammer on that motherfucker. Claim to be friendly. Uh, Luca will hold the door for everybody and go last, and he just does this really jolly, happy wave at the old man with his big arm. Yeah, with his big arm (laughs) as as he's leaving. If he could smile, you get the feeling that he's smiling. And he just kind of stares. I get the feeling that you pet bunnies too hard. (laughs) That's so rude. I go down the stairs like a slinky. Kill the puppy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so now. Now we got to buy some earmuffs for the two people with actual ears, which won't take any time, really. Yeah. Then, right. I thought Haversack points it. to his. Oh, okay. uh, I, I meant to say right. last session. I, you said when we left, that's what you were gonna do. Okay. Right. Well, then we'll. Yeah. Okay. How much yeah. is that? How much do those cost? Uh, all together, probably about five silver. Yeah. For all three. Maybe. Havers- uh, Haversack is I insisting. They, I thought goblins were fine. He is. That's so a good thing. Put them on. He's like, hmm, these are comfortable. <laughs> Just a bit. Why do you wear these? So we can't hear each other. What? <laughs> they keep your ears warm. What? I take them off of him and say, maybe you should keep these off when we're in the forest so someone can hear. Well, yeah, I don't need them. Yeah. Don't well, wear them in the forest. will be a souvenir for you after we kill your master there. No, his face is going to be the souvenir. That's fair. He just kind of stares into the ground. We should Ever- get going. I have a sec. He's just pick, staring well, I'm away. I'm just going to pick him up and start walking. <laughs> yeah, you pick him up, but he hasn't moved. He's just like... <laughs> <laughs> He's focused. Yeah. 
So you begin your march out of town. You have the proper supplies, everything you need, and uh, the Echo Forest are probably about two days travel from the city. And it's nothing to worry about for those two days. You're just out in the plains, roaming tall grass. People don't really walk outside of the cities on Cog for the most part. Um, but after about two days, as you approach the tall, lumbering forests of, um, well, the Echo Forest, as, as you approach the Echo Forests, uh, you can see the sun kind of setting behind the awning that the forest uh, creates. And you can already hear that kind of like, Earmuffs. And I got my gun drawn. Yep. And loaded. Mm-hmm. It's ready for shooting. I don't put mine on yet. See, it's- oh, I'll go on ahead and scout. Fix my hair. Mm-hmm. Put the muffs on. Yep. <laughs> uh, Haversack kind of pats his head and tries to like push the skin around and fix it. <laughs> fix his hair too. <laughs> and then he wants the earmuffs, so he reaches over to Nova. I think you need to hear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I wear them around my neck? Around your neck. Yeah. He back. puts them on. He's like, whoosh. <laughs> looks styling. Um, before he walks away to go scout, uh, Luke is like, you be careful out there and take this. And pats him and gives him invisibility. Nice. Damn. What's that give you for stealth? I, I have never was just seen invisible. It, say, it just says invisible. I'm almost positive. An invisible creature is impossible to see without the aid of magic or a special sense. For the purpose of hiding, the creature is heavily obscured. The creature's location can be detected by any noise it makes or any tracks it leaves. Attack rolls against the creature have disadvantage, which means you roll twice, take the worst result. The creature's attack rolls have advantage. Roll twice, take the better it's result. Automatic sneak attack. So what that means is that um, heavily obscured, you're incredibly hard to find. But they, if you're moving around, they can find you. If they hear you, they just get disadvantaged on trying to do anything to you. All right. I rolled a 20. Or uh, I rolled a uh, 28 altogether. Haversack pulls his kitty out of uh, his hood. Yeah, because he still, he, he basically, uh, on your travels, he took his uh, his burlap sack and rolled it up like it's a bedroll and tied it to his back. Mm-hmm. And he has a uh, hood. And that's where it seems like he's been keeping his kitty. Awesome. And he pulls his kitty out, <laughs> puts on the ground, pets, and he goes, ha. Purr. He does that. Purr. Yeah, he's purring. He's purr. That's amazing. He pet, pats you with the other arm, and he's like, "You stay safe too, bud." And you you go invisible too, by the way. Oh, that's sorry. That's uh, okay. Darwin. Yeah, Darwin goes invisible. All right. And then um, Haversack walks up to you and he says, "So when you have to pay, is it? Are you kind of like? Do you have a tab, or do you have to pay every time?" Are you talking about my, my 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 magics there? Yeah. Um, it comes from inside, but uh, every time I I take it easy for a little while, I regain all the abilities that I do have. And he kind of looks confused, and he says, "Inside." Where does your magic come from? What do you mean? How do you have magic? And he kind of smiles, and he's like. Because Cagliastro gave it to me. You're a cleric. Yeah. That's how I know that I'm not a slave. I was roaming around. I didn't really know what to do. And then Cagliastro came to me. And he said, you know, we had a 
we talked for a while, and then he said I should probably leave, and he let me know that I was free, and he gave me a kitty. Cogliostro talked to you. Yeah. How do you know? Well, yeah, he told me his name. What did he look like? Where else would a goblin have learned the name Cogliostro? That's true. Looks like Cogliostro. What do you mean? Like a person? Oh yeah, he's like he's he's tall. He's like four feet tall, and (laughs) he has long white hair, like a beard, and he had like this kind of like spiky hair that comes out like this. It's really cool. It's like it kind of horizontal, and he had these really uh, soft, silky robes, but they were heavy. They felt like silk. He let me touch him a lot. Um, <laughs> and he is just very nice and kind. And he said that I should leave and I should also kill my master when I get some friends and come back. And he gave me a kitty. Well, that's a very nice story, buddy. I say we get this trek on the move. And uh, he uh, holds his hand out and there's like runes that appear along his arms and they all swirl down into like a globe of black energy and it forms a warhammer in his hand. And when he does this, his eyes now have switched colors and they're black and he like kind of cracks his neck and he's like, let's get moving. See, that's what I'm talking. He's going to pay for that. That's not his. Pay for it? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks real nervous. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Me and, you, me and Cogliostro are friends. That's not. <laughs> That's, That's a loan. That's a loan. <laughs> and then he That's picks hilarious. up his kid. He's like, come here, Arcadia. And he puts him in the hoodie. He's like, I don't want him to see that. His name is Arcadia? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want him to see that. <laughs> it's really weird that he purrs for the cat. It's right? Did he say his cat's name is Arcadia? Yeah. yeah. How fucking amazing. <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode two. Secrets are like guns. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music in this episode. You can find his work at incompetech.com. And thanks again to Sirenscape for providing sound effects. You can find their work at sirenscape.com. All right, we'll see you in the next episode. I got feats on my on my phone already. <laughs> That's Dr. Scholes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> His, no. <laughs> his his fighting style, the leather banana. Leather banana? That's, that was a shoe, that was a shoe store and that sells diabetes. Here's a question. Here's a question. If he was a professional wrestler, would he be a heel? Ooh shit. <laughs> yes, he oh, would. Oh shit. He looks Jesus. he looks he that's the only role he can play. <laughs> All right. I'm Frank. I'm playing Saban Hawksley. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I like <laughs> He passed it on to you. The curse, the the curse has moved. No, I had to be quiet. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just don't close your eyes. <laughs> My head. <laughs> That's how it feels, man. It's full of thoughts. Visions. Mmm. <laughs> All right, here we go. Van Dam. Hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Saber. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know why I'm at me. I was fine. He said, damn. And I was like.
just pictured that kickboxer. <laughs> Fucking powder in his eyes. Ooh, you have a name, Bloodsport. <laughs> Bloodsport. That's what it was. Yeah. Kickboxers when he kicked a tree. Or kicked no, what? That was his training in kickboxing. Oh, I to, forgot. He had to kick the tree. It was like a palm tree. He had to kick it until it I fell just down. You said it was like, no, that's where he kicked that tree. It was, <laughs> they, they did really good makeup on tree. his bruise on his leg. Yeah. It was really fucking gnarly and gross. Hmm. Like go ahead. Hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Saving Oxley. Wait for the the hour, right? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Saban Hawksley, the halfling. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't. I I had. I, you remember the old um, World Walkers uh, behind the scenes for our first episode? Did you ever listen to that? It's been a while. It's like an hour and a half of them trying to do their character intros. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez. Hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Saban Hawksley, the halfling rogue. Also known as Big Juice in these parts of Hollis. Um, he is a man with a gun, and <laughs> that's. He's good with it. Oh, fuck did, me. Did man. you know where you were going with that no, when you started? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have it written down, do you? You don't have anything. Close like, his every, eyes and start walking. Everyone go ahead and prep. Frankie, I'm still water on my book. <laughs> I guess it's me for the day, boss. <laughs> I'm tired, boss. <laughs> I'm tired of intros. I thought boss, about it. just tired it just of people being ugly to one another. Yeah. All right, go ahead. I got a gun. Hi, I'm saving. <laughs> Fuck. My man, my man with the gun. <laughs> man with the gun. You ruined that one. Yeah, Hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Saban Hawksley, the halfling rogue, also known as Big Juice. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I stay quiet. I laugh, but I stay quiet. <laughs> big dude. <laughs> He's a former dirt bag. No, you gotta start over, man. He's a- <laughs> Walter. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> God damn it, Frank. <laughs> poor. Hi, I'm. All my life, I've always been poor. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Saban Hawksley, the halfling rogue, also known as Big Juicer Cubes, depending on which part of Cog he's from. It's too long, man. It's a- Hi, I'm, pl- I'm, f- I'm playing Frank. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I am Big Juicer, but Frank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. On the nose. <laughs> Hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Wolf. You should write it down. <laughs> like, right, I'm gonna try it one more time without writing it. And just... Hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Saban Hawksley, a halfling rogue, also known as Big Juice in these parts of the world. He is a former dirtbag rogue who now uses a gun to find his place in the world. <laughs> you should have stopped long. after he, known as Big Juice in this, like for a halfling rogue with a gun known as Big Juice. Like, that should just be it. Oh, yeah. shit, yeah. Here we go. Come with your street persona. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Saban Hawksley, a halfling rogue with a gun. Also goes by the name Big Juice. Can you do it again one more time? Hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Saban Hawksley, a halfling rogue. He is a rogue with a... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> it's, it's the it's the yeah. Try to just say all at once into the mic. 
Hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Saban Hawksley, a halfling rogue, also known as Big Juice. He uses a gun. No. It's <laughs> fucking flaccid. <laughs> Got that on tape. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you give me? I'm sure we'll find use for that later. What? What'd you say? What'd That's you- the reaction. <laughs> it's fucking flaccid. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you should, you know, I'm Saban Hawksley, halfling rogue with a the gun. They call me Big Juice. That, that, but you do you. Nope. Don't steal your I, I'm Frank. I'm playing Saban Hawksley, the halfling rogue who uses a gun, also called Big Juice. Who uses a gun? Sorry. Halfling rogue who uses a gun, also called Big Did Juice. Did you like a gunslinger? Hi, I'm Saban. <laughs> Fuck. Hi, I'm Frank. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Saban Hawksley, the halfling rogue who is also a gunslinger. He's also known as Big Juice. <laughs> He's also that's good. Juice. That's the keeper. Uh, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. That's yeah. the one you want. He's also called Big Juice.